Alrighty, everybody. Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast. Happy Thursday. Week three of the NFL season starts tonight. Would have been a little bit more exciting, Wiz, I think, if Tyrod Taylor was on the center. I, I would have been a lot more intrigued about this game than, than I am. I, I am excited to get a full glimpse at what happens with the Carolina Panthers uh, as they're off to a really, really nice start. But uh, a little disappointing that we're not getting Tyrod Taylor in this game, Wiz. Yeah, he was playing well. The Texans were playing well, you know, right in that game. And uh, looked like they were going to hang in there all game against the Browns. So it, it is a shame. It's a... Uh, very difficult for what's happened to Tyra Taylor these last couple of years. It just seems to happen this time of year for the last few years. But uh, this is going to be a game played nonetheless, and uh, we're going to talk about it. Yeah, and let me ask you, Wiz, you know, I mean, I'm, don't call me crazy when I hear this because I've definitely seen a few little things being thrown out there. But some people have suggested that maybe this forces the Houston Texans to think about Deshaun Watson or whatever. I, I mean, I think you and I would both agree that that's a, that's a sailed ship for this season in terms of Deshaun Watson playing football, at least until there's some clarity uh, from the NFL with regards to his potential issues uh, from a legal standpoint. Yeah, if it was about just winning games, he certainly would be out there. Uh, It's about a player who expressed he's played his last game for the Texans, then uh, all of these legal issues and lawsuits and all of that. So this is not about it. This is far beyond about winning and losing games. So uh, we may see Deshaun Watson this year, but it won't be playing for the Texans. I'm pretty confident about that. Yeah, I completely agree with that. I completely agree with that. But, you know, Davis Mills is going to get an opportunity. He's the guy they drafted this year. Um, you know, again, what that means for the Houston Texans offense, that remains to be seen. I think, you know, given the fact that they have these three running backs here and David Culley has a lot of familiarity with Mark Ingram, uh, if I'm David Culley, I'm going to use all three of these running backs and try to keep play a little keep away from uh, Christian McCaffrey and the Carolina Panthers. Sam Darnold is playing, playing very good football. There's some good weapons on this team. They got Dan Arnold involved in the last game a little bit, even though he's he's really actually just playing in the passing game. He's not doing a hell of a lot of blocking here. Uh, we know McCaffrey has been unbelievably effective two games in a row, tons of yards. You know, I, I guess I, I guess the one question I would ask you is when it comes to McCaffrey in this particular ball game, given it's a Thursday night and the workload's been pretty sizable for him, is this a game where you can see you know some of that Thursday night football impact kind of encroaching on on Christian McCaffrey or or no, that's overthinking it a little bit. You know, he's gonna have he's gonna have his usual workload. Don't worry about it. He's got ten days to rest up before the next game. I always worry about these type of games. Um, this is what Bill Parcells used to call the old trap game. You play that emotional game against the division rival, and you play great. And now you're playing against the Houston Texans. They don't have their first-string quarterback because of legal issues. Their second-string quarterback got hurt. They're down to a rookie quarterback. This has the makings of being an ugly-looking game. Um, Yeah, I think McCaffrey will, you know, get his. But it could be the type of game where the the Panthers look to get this game over with, and and you'll see a lot of Chubb Hubbard in the second half. So I can understand what you're saying, and it just has the makings of one of these games where 
I don't know. I know Carolina wants to get off to this great start and would love to get off to a 3-0 and start, um, but I just feel it could be an, an ugly type of game. And I'm not saying that Carolina is not going to win this game by three touchdowns. I don't have a feel for that or whether the Texans could win this game outright, but I just, I just get the sense with everything that's going on that it has the makings to be one of these type of games that is not pretty to watch. Yeah, and so the, from a point spread standpoint, uh, eight points last I saw, Carolina favored o- over the Houston Texans, and 43 the over-under. Would you agree that's kind of where we are going in so far? Yeah, I agree that's where it is. I agree that's what it should be. I have no view one way or another. I could see Carolina absolutely obliterating them. I could see Carolina playing flat because of their emotional win and now playing the Texans. I could see all of those, you know, ranges of outcomes. So as far as the side in total, I'm taking a pass. So I will leave it to you if you have any infinite words of wisdom to guide me as far as the side or total on this game. So we've had two pretty exciting Thursday night football games. I think we, we've made a lot about Thursday night football. You get a lot of duds during the season. I, I would say if I'm going to lean anywhere to do anything, I'm not going to do anything, but if there's anywhere I'm going to lean in this particular game, it would probably be to the under, thinking that maybe you do get a little bit of that letdown, and then you have the factor of the of the rookie quarterback coming in. You know, Could I see this being kind of like a 23 10, uh, 27, 17, 27, uh, 13 type of game. Yeah, that's kind of the way I kind of see it. Um, so under is kind of something that I'm thinking about, but I'm, I'm not convinced enough to actually put any action on this particular game. Yeah, and I'm right with you as far as the thinking. If someone said, here, yeah, have a free bet on the game, take the under over Carolina or the Texans, what would you do? I'd probably take the under, but I'm not going to do that because, you know, there could be short fields by mistakes or fumbles, and it, the, the under and over is, is pretty low. So I, I agree with you. If I was going to do something with the game, I would take under. But um, just like you said, it's not enticing enough for me to make a play as far as the side of total on this game. All right, fantastic. So let's let, let's let's move over to the DraftKings lineup. Uh, we know there's people that like to play the Thursday night games. Uh, I do have an idea. On a, I just before we go to that, I do have an idea on player props, though. Oh no, I'm going to go to player props. I'm, I'm first. I want to go. Oh. We're going to go back to player props first. I want to go with the DraftKings. If you're okay with that, so yeah, it doesn't matter how you want to go about it. Yeah, sure. All right. So so I have two guys in particular. I, I mentioned uh, the Houston Texans. I think will employ all their running backs. I, I feel they're going to be playing this game from behind. It looks to me like David Johnson is going to be the main beneficiary in the passing game. So I like his price point. If you're playing the Thursday night game at 82 at $8,100. And the other guy I like just because he's been on the field a lot and he's been getting a lot of targets, not necessarily the connections being made, but the price point is attractive to me uh, from the Carolina Panthers. Terrence Marshall Jr., 6,000 whiz. Those are the two guys that I'm going to probably look to sprinkle in uh, in terms of my DraftKings lineups for the Thursday night game. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm looking at Terrence Marshall as well. I think he's sitting on a big game. Um, one of these weeks, I think he's certainly uh, attractive at that price point uh, where you could, you know, sprinkle him in there. Um on 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 DraftKings, as far as the side goes on the, I mean, as far as uh, um, yeah, Terrace Marshall actually, if it depends if you use him as a captain, if you use him as a captain, he's six he's six thousand. If you use him as the flex player on the Thursday night showdown, Terrace Marshall is only four thousand. Um, so you you're getting good 
some some very good uh, leverage as far as salary goes with him. And David Johnson, yeah, I could see if that's the game script, he's the best receiver out of the backfield out of those guys. So if that's the type of game it is, um, I I could definitely understand that. I have a, a view on a different player. Um, I'm going to have in my lineups this week, just because of his uh, value on on salary, is Dan Arnold at 4,800, and um, it's going to be my player props as well. Are going to be the tight ends for the uh, for the Carolina Panthers, as crazy as this plan is that I have. Um, in week one, the Houston Texans gave up seven receptions to tight ends. In week two against the Browns, they gave up 11 receptions to tight ends. So as far as player props go, just moving to that, uh, I'm going to play Dan Arnold on DraftKings, and I'm going to play him over 24 and a half yards receiving. And I'm also going to play Ian Thomas over seven and a half yards receiving because I feel that the Carolina Panthers tight ends are going to combine for maybe four or five catches. And I just feel the worst I'm going to go is one and one. And I think I have a heck of a chance of going two and oh, based on the fact that the Texans are, do not look to cover the tight ends. And Dan Arnold is pretty athletic and he can get down the field. So it may only take him two catches to get over the 22 and a half or 23 and a half yards receiving. So I'm going to go over on both Carolina tight ends as my prop plays for Thursday Night Football. I'm going to say this. You may be close to the only person in America betting uh, next to Ian Thomas's mom betting on Ian Thomas to do anything on DraftKings this week. (laughs) You know, it's funny you say that, and it is funny, and it's true. It's It's funny because it's true. But... I noticed that Carolina has been kind of like messing around with snap counts between the two tight ends. Yep. So it's not like Dan Arnold is going to be out there for 80% of the snaps and Ian Thomas for 20%. And I feel much better about going with with Arnold. They kind of been mixing it up the first two weeks. I'm not sure who's going to be out there for the majority of the snaps. I just feel good and like the chances that they're going to catch together about five passes. And if that's the case, I'm going to win at least one and probably Probably both of my overs with Ian Thomas and Dan Arnold um, in a game that I'm passing on of Brandon Cooks and Christian McCaffrey to go to Dan Arnold and Ian Thomas. Yeah, so I'm kind of I so we we don't talk about this beforehand. So I have written down. I'm not sure what to do. I had Dan Arnold. I mentioned him as a player I liked at the, at the low value as well. Um, I wasn't sure whether to bet the two and a half receptions or the 24 yards. So I'm torn. I'm going to do one of them. I'm not sure. Uh, but you know what? Based on the fact that you're, you're going the yardage way here, I'm going to go with the reception way for Dan Arnold, okay? So over two and a half catches, uh, I actually get uh, get better odds to do that. But that's the way I'm going to go with Dan Arnold. I mentioned David Johnson. Uh, I thought the total for him catching the ball, receiving yards, 16 and a half yards, extremely, extremely low. I'm taking the over on that. And I think we're going to get the Robbie Anderson uh, connection with with, uh, Sam Darnold a little bit more in this particular game. He didn't do too much last game. He only had one catch in game one for a long touchdown, but 42 and a half yards still seems a very, very low total for Robbie Anderson. I'm taking the over on Robbie Anderson, 42 and a half yards. 
Yeah, I just want to clarify for the people that listen and you know and and wager on you know the suggestions that you and I give. I, I just from my perspective, my level of confidence is by no means like an eight or a nine as far as this goes. Because look at the you know the ability of the players that I'm giving out in terms of Ian Thomas and Dan Arnold. I, I just am looking at what Houston has been doing on defense the first couple of weeks, and they they're just not covering the tight end. And with the with the Carolina sending out McCaffrey and those talented wide receivers, I just feel there's going to be wide open room and spaces. So this is just one of those things that if it was on a Sunday where there was 15 other games, I probably wouldn't be playing this, but I want to give something out. I want to play something to have something to view and enjoy for the Thursday night game. So I'm going to go over on both tight ends receiving yards. And I feel good if you hit your over on two and a half that Dan Arnold will uh, have 25 or more yards receiving. So I'm certainly going to be rooting for you to hit that bet as well. Yeah. And, and I think it's good that you pointed out because I think we're going to, I'm going to make sure I clarify because we've got a couple of comments on that. When we have a really strong conviction, I think we're going to kind of label it that. I mean, generally speaking, I've kept my bet size when it comes to my prop bets actually equally the same at this point in time. But yeah, when it's a really, really strong view, we will do that. These are not by any means, these are going to be the same bet size that I've been using thus far this season. But I think when things shift around a little bit and I feel really strongly convicted, that will be highlighted in the future podcasts. Yeah, I try, and I've tried to do that. I made made sure that people knew that the Jags under and Derrick Henry over were my two best bets as far as games and props. But uh, when I feel stronger about one thing or another, I certainly will convey that. And I, you know, I know that we talked about that, and you're going to do the same. So, uh, what is your level of confidence as far as Dan Dan Arnold over two and a half receptions? While we're talking about level of confidence, yeah, I think. Look, I, to your point, I think he's going to be utilizing this offense quite. A- quite a bit maybe in this game. Maybe it's a game where you see Christian McCaffrey catch the ball a little bit less, where they kind of give him a little bit of a break on his uh, workload and a game where Dan Arnold can kind of take some of those short passes uh, underneath. So, yeah, I I have pretty good confidence in this one. I I like Dan Dan Arnold in this ball game. As you mentioned, Houston hasn't done particularly well against the tight ends either. No, definitely not. Like I said, 11 catches against the Browns and seven against the Jags. And uh, I'm feeling uh, I'm feeling there's a high likelihood that I'll hit at least one of those uh, tight end overs. And if I knew that Dan Arnold was going to get the majority of the snaps, I certainly would just play Dan Arnold. But they were kind of like mixed it up with their place with the snap count between the two tight ends the first couple of weeks. So I'm going to just play both just to be safe and uh, hope that they both will go over. And I think they both will go over. All right. Love the confidence, Wiz. Great job as always. Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast. That's our Thursday night uh, preview. Uh, And again, we'll have a lot more for the rest of the weekend on the next couple of podcasts that we do. We're covering all the DraftKings stuff and the prop bets and the betting lines. Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast, Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts. Have a good night, everyone. Enjoy the game. And Wiz, look forward to catching up before the rest of the slate gets unveiled this Sunday. Have a good night, Wiz. You got it. You too. Thank you.